Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now, I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Standing out in the world of social media and influencer marketing can be exhausting. Big brand names are constantly vying for followers' attention, making it difficult to cut through the noise and make a name for yourself online. Enter today's guest, Zach Benson. Zach is the founder of Assistagram, a network of over 220 million Instagram followers that's helped influencers and Fortune 500 companies accrue millions of new followers on Instagram. Thanks to Zach's expertise, influencers like Les Brown, Robert Kiyosaki, Shaquille O'Neal, as well as companies like ClickFunnels have all been able to connect with their target audience and truly make an impact. Zach has shared stages with powerhouse speakers like Tony Robbins, Sylvester Stallone, Grant Cardone, Damon John, and Gary Vee, just to name a few. In this episode, you'll learn how Zach built over a 220 million person network on Instagram, despite his outsider upbringing, battling racism, a speech impediment, and ADHD. You'll also learn strategies and tactics for creating viral content and making huge brands excited to work with you. And lastly, the importance of building a genuine social media community instead of buying your way to social media fame with empty followers. One more thing before we get to today's interview. Zach has a special gift for Lifestyle Investor Podcast listeners. He's sharing his 2023 Growth Hacking Guide, which outlines his best tips and strategies to build a massive social media following. To get access to this gift, visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash 126. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Zach Benson. All right. What's up, Zach? Good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Justin. Excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun because we're going to get to talk about, gosh, all the cool travel experiences you've had, the travel hacks. In fact, the way you and I met was actually on an epic trip to Fiji. And uh, what, what an amazing experience. I didn't know you. I didn't know who you were before that. And one of my friends is like, oh, yeah, this guy's amazing. And so that's when I really first got to know you. And I was blown away by how many places in the world you've traveled to at such a young age. Yeah, man, um, travel's my life. You know, I think it's beautiful to just simply explore the world and create precious memories with your loved ones and people that you care about most. So I've been to over 80 countries now. I just got back from Abu Dhabi just like a few hours ago. So we were doing Ultra Music Festival and doing the marketing for the event. There's 20,000 people. So yeah, I love traveling and, and going on adventures. So hopefully we get to um, meet up soon. 
Oh, I love it. Well, we were supposed to record this yesterday and you're like, hey, man, had to rearrange some flights. And I I told you this is a a tight window for me because I'm taking close to three weeks off. And it was funny because you're like, well, maybe we can record it here in business class. And I was like, that's awesome. No one's ever done that before. Probably wouldn't turn out. But I just love that you're totally down to like make stuff happen. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm I'm really excited beyond, you know, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. You're a legend. So excited, man. Well, let's get into some stuff. Well, first off, let's talk about Fiji because what an amazing place. So I, I had never been. It was high on my list. We were connected via our mutual friend, Brad Weimert. And, you know, he put together kind of this really epic trip with just a, a small curated group of people. And I got to tell you, I was blown away. I was blown away about the like the activities that we did. I, I was blown away by just how amazing and happy and, and joyful the Fijian people are. I'm curious your thoughts on it being as traveled as you are. Yeah, Fiji is like one of my favorite places in the world. And, you know, Brad and the crew, they put together an awesome event, right? Really top level, top quality people, entrepreneurs. And we had a lot of fun experiences. I think there's like a a floating bar and like we went island hopping and we, you know, drink. What's that called that? I forget the the local drink. Kava. Kava, which is non-alcoholic drink, but just all natural and brings out all the good, good vibes and energy. And I think we had a dance party. Um, I love the Fijian people, man. I can't wait to go back. Actually, um, I've since then I've been back once and I spoke at at another mastermind there. So, you know, I I just, I love the water. I love the people, you know, it's, it's a great place. That's awesome. You've been back since I'm jealous. Yeah. That, that bar is like out in the middle of the ocean. It's called cloud nine and it literally just floats in the middle of this gorgeous ocean. And we had all kinds of like fun water toys. We had that, like, I forget what you call it. It's like a bat wing thing that you're like under water and it it like whips you around. I mean, it was so cool. And one of the things, one of my favorites were their like speedboats where these boats could literally glide at incredibly fast speeds. I mean, we're talking like 90, 100 miles an hour on literally like inches, like an inch to two inches, even an inch and a half of water. I think they had said that even on one inch of water, these boats can just cruise and and their, you know, lakes are just windy and or their rivers rather are just windy all over the place. It was such a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun for sure. And I love how it's so close to Australia and, and New Zealand. So after my most recent trip to Fiji, I, I went over there. So, yeah, it's it's one of the best places in, in, the, in the world. So for any of you that haven't gone, I highly recommend going. Oh, that's so cool. You've got me beat. Uh, It's not often that I find someone that's been to more countries than me. And I have a handful of friends that have been to, I mean, a ton. I've got a few that are in the hundreds. And I got a couple that have been to all countries in the world, which I'd like to do. I'd like to get all to all 193 recognized countries. And and technically, there are more than that, right? There, There are countries that you and I would recognize as a country that maybe the UN doesn't. But I want to explore the world. So I think I'm sitting at 76 or 77. Uh, You're at 80. 
Uh, we're going, you know, one of our trips here is to go abroad, but it's to a country that I've already been to. So I'm not going to get to check anything off the list. But this summer we are going to Iceland and I've not yet been to Iceland. So we'll get to check that off the list. And then I think we're also going to be going to Portugal and Spain and a few other places. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, you just brought up a really good point. You know, I have friends, too, that have been to like all, you know, 200 nations and, and things. But I think to me, like my style of travel is to go back to so, some of the same countries I've been to, to create like deeper, more genuine relationships with the people and and my friends there. And every time I go back, you know, it's, I, I do learn something about myself or the people or it's a really cool experience. And I just got back from Antarctica, actually. So that was my nice. my big, big trip. So I, you know, hit the the seventh continent thing. It was a funny trip, actually. It was pretty fun. We went with Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer band. So all of his crew and Mac McNally and all these famous country singers and you know, sixteen I was partying on a, a yacht with sixty and seventy year olds. You know, they have a lot of fun. But it was 150 of us. And yeah, man, um, you know, Iceland's gonna be amazing as well. So I'm excited to see pictures. Um, from your trip. I love it. You partying with some parrot heads. I'll tell you what, I have had some fun at some Jimmy Buffett concerts. I, I can tell you there's no one in the world that does a concert like him It, it and his following. Just the tailgate before the, the, the concert is like an event, like people live for that. I mean, it is an experience. And I don't know what that looked like being on, you know, a yacht. It was probably a little bit different, but probably just the same craziness. But I, I used to love going to the Buffett shows because you'd hang out all day in the parking lot, wherever it is, until the show and everyone's grilling food and everyone's sharing it. And it's just such a community vibe. I mean, it's just amazingly wonderful people. Yeah, yeah, totally. So good crew, good, good people. So definitely a lot of fun. You have to go to another concert one of these days. I love it. So where did you get this desire to travel. So I, I know your backstory. Not everyone knows your backstory. And I'd love for people to learn it. So you were born in um, South Korea and were adopted by family here in the U.S. And if memory serves me correctly, you moved to Des Moines, Iowa at a very young age, right? Right, right. Good memory. Yes. Yeah, so I was basically a baby, like five months old when I was adopted and pretty much grew up in Iowa, lived in Iowa, went to high school, college there, lived there most of my life. And then I, uh, then I started traveling, right? So during um, my sophomore year, uh, sophomore semester, I decided to study abroad in Spain. So Spain, Spanish was one of my majors. So I did a semester in Spain. And I think that's when I actually caught the travel book. And the reason why I wanted to go over to Spain was, you know, one, because, yeah, I mean, it's my major. And two, some of the world's best dance crews at that time were, you know, in Spain's um, B-Boys breakdance. So I, I do that type of style of dance. And I went over there and I met the local people and I trained four hours a day. And I just really immersed myself into the culture and um, got really good at breakdancing and got really good at Spanish and then started traveling all over Europe. And, you know, since then... A dance was actually the thing that took me around the world. So I basically set up these dance workshops and taught kids how to improve their performance as dancers and did that for several years. So that's that's really kind of the backstory. And that was your first business, right? You, you kind of created a, a dance company. 
and you yourself, I think were like, you were in like dance competitions, right? Weren't you featured in, in some of the big ones? Yes. Yeah. So actually, I was a participant on this very famous TV show called So You Think You Can Dance. And now I think they're in their 20th season. I did, you know, like season eight, nine, 10. I just, I made it to the top 100 in the audition rounds, right? Out of thousands and thousands of people. And so that kind of gave me like a little bit of, um, you know, like just some street cred. So essentially what I did was I, so I didn't win the show. So I wasn't good enough to like even make it the top 20, but the top 100 was pretty good. So what the producer was like, said was like, Zach, you know, you're awesome. Like you're great at breakdancing. You should take this all around the world and just teach it to, you know, mom and pop studios in Iowa, Nebraska, the Midwest, and, you know, all over the world that just, um, they, they'd probably like really enjoy taking your classes. And so what I did is I created a system and I started just outreaching to people, hundreds of studios a month. And I sent them cold emails and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I, I was, uh, recently on, so you think you can dance, you know, here's some videos and clips of me dancing. I'd love to create a So You Think You Can Dance experience for your students because a lot of them never have the opportunity and the chance to actually participate in audition in the show. And so I created this master class and I taught three age groups, ages 5 to 8, 9 to 12, 13 and up. And towards the end of it, I was making around $1,000 an hour just teaching dance classes. And yeah. That was cool, man. It's really cool. That's incredible. Um, what an opportunity to make some money and, you know, do the thing that you love and then travel the world because of it. So what a perfect business to kind of spread your wings, if you will. And I know that that's kind of a big deal for you. You got out of your comfort zone in doing that, right? Because as, as a kid, well, I've got to imagine first and foremost, as you know, a kid born in South Korea, they, they're probably not a lot of other South Koreans in Des Moines, Iowa, right? In the smack dab middle of the U.S. I think the coasts experience a lot more diversity from that standpoint. And so I've, I've got to imagine there probably weren't a whole lot of other people that maybe looked like you. And I'd love to hear just kind of your experience there. Yeah. So, you know, I was adopted. My sister's adopted also. She's from India. I'm from South Korea. And so we grew up, you know, smack dab in the middle of Iowa, right? Just like the the real, like, you know, the little small suburbs, right? So very small school. And I was basically the only like Asian kid at my high school. So, you know, growing up for me, you know, I had all, all white friends and and didn't wasn't really exposed to the Korean culture. Right? I never went to the big city at that time. I didn't have my first Korean food until I actually moved to Korea and I found my birth mother in 2010. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't grow up with it. And so I basically, I think always inside, I was a very, I had an adventurous spirit and I always wanted to travel the world. I always wanted to teach dance and you know, all these different countries. I wanted to find my birth mother and reconnect with her and, and learn about my uh, my roots and my culture. And so I always had this ad adventurous spirit. But at that time, you're right. Like, you know, growing up for me was hard because one, I looked different. Two, I had this speech impediment, right? Like it's really hard for Asians and Koreans to say the letter R. And so I was teased a lot growing up. So I didn't have a lot of friends. 
I literally just never said the letter R until I was like in my 20s. I know it sounds silly, but, you know, those little things kind of held me back. And it was my speech therapist was like, you know, I was like six at the time. She was like, Zach, if you quit my classes, you'll never be able to say the letter R. No one will be able to understand you and you probably won't amount to much. And I was a little kid and I heard all of this and it kind of crushed my spirit, crushed my dreams until I eventually found my voice through dance and, and that changed my life. So it wasn't easy, but, you know, I, I, I'm very grateful for my parents, my family for bringing me up and, and raising me in Iowa. Like they're awesome. They're some of the best people I know and I've traveled the world. And, you know, I think it's, yeah, helped me become the person that I am today. Yeah, it's, it is devastating for me to think about, you know, because I've got a 10 year old daughter, like, any kid being teased for anything, let alone something that they just can't help, like something that's just, I, I know kids can be ruthless, but that is heartbreaking to think something as ridiculous as a speech impediment can garner that. And I've got to imagine that is a confidence killer. And so I think it's so amazing that you found dance because that had to be such a big boost and to make it to the top 100 and like all these things that are building it along the way. And by the way, today you would never know that you had a speech impediment, but I actually love the adversity that you went through kind of mastering that and, and overcoming and achieving. That's powerful. Yeah. And I think what it is, is like when a lot of the times when we try too hard, we mess things up. And so when I just simply like, just relaxed a little bit, and just spoke naturally, and just normally, and I wasn't trying so hard to like, do what my speech therapist said, it just, it just went away. And I think that's a lot of things in life, right? It's like, we're afraid of messing up looking bad. We're afraid of like, getting out of our comfort zone and just dancing. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard for, for us, a lot of people to put yourself out there. But I think that's what really helped me grow my business was I wasn't waiting for people to knock on my doors and say, Zach, like, you know, I'd love to, for you to come and teach a dance workshop or I'd love to use your like, you know, social media services now. It was me doing a lot of outreach and creating a, a very interesting email to pique their interest and to get them excited and get, to get them on a phone call. And, and that's really what helped me. And then you took that and you gave a TEDx speech, right? So like you went from speech impediment, not a lot of confidence in, in speaking, avoiding certain words for a decade plus of your life, you know, a couple decades of your life and go to give a, a TEDx speech. I mean, that's, that's incredible. So I, I love that. I love that you were able to overcome. And I've got to imagine that had to give you a lot of confidence in, in kind of building these different entrepreneurial enterprises that you've built. And uh, I'd love to just kind of figure out how you got to the place that you became this like social media influencer trainer, but not just for, for people, which I mean, you've coached a lot of people, but for like big name brands, like the Four Seasons, the Ritz Carlton, the Viceroy, like big organizations that you're working with, coaching, teaching. Tell us about that and how you got there and, and what that business has become today. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, the backstory of the same kid who got me into dancing, got me into Instagram. And so when I hurt my back in India, 2016, and I was rushed to the hospital and the doctor came in and was like, I don't think you're going to be able to dance anymore. I was like, 
dang, okay, so what do I do now? I didn't have a plan B at that time because I thought I was invincible. I thought it was Superman. And so when I heard that news, everything came crashing down and I was crushed and I was depressed and I didn't know what to do. So the same guy who I went to high school with was like, Zach, listen, you got to get on Instagram, like social media, like, like it's, it's amazing. You know, we're growing accounts, thousands of followers a day. This was like 2015, 16. And I just went in and I bought like a 400,000 follower account in the comedy sp- niche meme space. So we started growing comedians, like even they don't even know it, but we were growing like famous people like Dave Chappelle and like all these guys. Right. And so then we rinsed and repeated the process. And then I started buying more assets, more accounts in different spaces, like the travel niche and luxury and fashion and beauty and motivation. And, you know, collectively now we have a network of over 200 million followers. And so we're working with these biggest, these really big brands, like all those names that you mentioned, um, a lot of luxury, uh, hotel, a lot of hospitality groups, a lot of individuals as well, you know, just, uh, you know, like that are pretty famous thought leaders and helping them grow bigger on social media. So that's really what we do is we help individuals and brands grow bigger online and help them get seen, known and heard everywhere, um, like online through our social media network. So we create them um, content. We help that content go viral with our network. We get an army of influencers and affiliates to promote their products and services, which makes them money. And so really with great content comes more growth. And with really like an army of people singing, shouting your praises comes more money. So that's, that's what we're doing. I love it. And and by the way, you've been able to like, kind of even hack it further. So like you've helped people grow their influence, grow their network, grow their following. But You've also, for your own personal life, in working with these, you know, larger travel groups and and boutique, some are bigger hospitality groups, some are boutique hospitality groups. I mean, you've been pampered. You found some hacks to travel for very inexpensive prices, but at like top notch places, right? Resorts all across the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. It's 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 a pretty cool hack. And you know, some of these overwater villas, you know, like four bedroom overwater villas with a super slide in the Maldives, you know, like I slide down the slide, like take a pull out my phone, take a selfie, like, yo, this is how I wake up in the morning, slide down the super slide into the water. And I mean, this hotel like has a retractable roof. So with the press of a button, you like the whole roof opens up. You can see the sky like at night, a telescope pops down. You can see the stars. This place is like around 40 to $50,000 USD a night in the peak season. So they became my client in 2018. But, you know, before I had all these followers and this big network, like, I had to figure out a way to get my foot in the door. And so essentially what I did back then, early days, 2015, 16, was I made a, a list of accounts. So I'd reach out to these big accounts and I'd be like, hey, like, I love your content. I love your page. How much do you charge for a shout out, like a, a promotion on your page? And a lot of these accounts with millions of followers were ran by kids, you know, teenagers, 15, 16, 17 years old. And so they were quoting me very good prices, like, hey, 50 bucks for a promo, $100 for a a shout out on my page. And basically what I did is I tap root, tap rooted into their network 
and I leveraged their pages and their following. So then I approached these different um, hotels and I'm like, Hey, I'm Zach. I'm a, you know, a social media influencer with a network of, you know, 5 million followers. These are our accounts. So I had my account and then I had all these other accounts that became my friends and into my network. And I essentially what I did was I just posted my content that I created at these really nice resorts on their pages for the fraction of a price. And that's what kind of got my foot in the door. And then boom, like they started bringing me back. They liked the results, started hiring and my, my company and using my, our services. And that's what really helped us take off. It was just giving for free, like creating a win-win, helping them in these pages get what they want to be paid for. And then helping these hotels get more reach, get more exposure. That's amazing. So you know, Assistagram is is what that business became, right? And, and it, it kind of evolved into a one stop shop for everything, anything, you know, Instagram related, and and even beyond that. I know you do other things. I know you, you know, help people get verified, and and which is a really important thing because I have so many darn people that keep trying to impersonate me on uh, social media. It's driving me crazy trying to sell crypto to my network and pretending like they're me. To anyone watching or listening, if you ever get some sort of offer from me for crypto or something that sounds a little fishy, it's not me. All right. Someone has created a lookalike account. The name's probably not spelled right or or something. I'm seeing this on like all the social media platforms. But part of what you do is you help protect people like me from this happening. Right. So like we're working together right now to be able to solve for that so I can have a verified account so people know, hey, this unverified Justin Donald, except the Justin has two eyes, isn't really me. Right. I mean, we can do all, all things like growth hacking related. So, I mean, on all platforms, we have connections to YouTube, to Facebook, to, you know, Meta, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn as well, right? So it's not just Instagram anymore, but like, yeah, I mean, first thing is your name is your most important asset, right? So like having your own name, like at Justin Donald or like at like mine's like at luxury hotels or best hotels, you know, all these different pages, that really is 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 important. And the second thing is verification, right? Because that's like street cred, like your credibility, your reputation on social media. So when you do have that blue dot, that blue check next to your name, it holds a lot of weight and locks a lot of benefits as well. Like as, as far as like when you post on the platform as, as well, you get more reach and exposure, but it definitely helps um, having that so that you can protect yourself and also protect your people from all these crazy internet scams nowadays. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I know that you have worked with a lot of big names in this space and you've helped them get verified. And, you know, I remember when I talked to you at first, I'm like, I don't really feel like I have a need for this, Zach, because social media is not really my market. You know, that that's not where my typical, you know, customer is going to come from. But uh, what I'm seeing is it doesn't actually matter if that's your target market or not. If there are people impersonating you, that creates like just it can create like a bad reputation, even though it's not you, even though you're not doing anything and, and you got to work hard just to kind of protect that. Right. 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 Exactly. And it's also it's also very important to just simply be on social media nowadays, because I mean, yeah, I like I like listening to I love podcasts. I love 
you know, listening to live presentations and, and, and attending masterminds in person. That's those are some of my favorite things. But then it's it's a great way to just st- simply stay connected with the people and give them content to consume and to actually just simply show them your lifestyle because that's that's what they're interested in. It's like seeing the behind the scenes, seeing how you really live and arrange their lives and, and what you do is is fun for people. So I'm yeah, I'm totally with you. You know, it's uh the times have changed, but yeah, I mean it's it's a good thing. It can be a good thing too. Yeah, certainly. I mean, with all things, for the most part, there are pros and cons, right? Uh, I try to I try to get out of the space of like that something is absolutely, you know, good or absolutely bad. I actually think that with virtually all things or, or most things, it's not that something is good or bad. It's kind of even like decisions that you make. You know, it, it's not that making decision A is better than decision B. It's that decision A has this list of pros and cons and decision B has this different list of pros and cons. And we've got to solve for like what maybe is better in that moment, in that season of life for you right then. And you may not get to decision C unless you embark on decision A or B, right? Like you open up more opportunities once you do that. So uh, that's kind of what I've noticed uh, in my life and not just from a social media standpoint, I'm just meaning holistically on, you know, decisions to improve life, decisions to improve health, to improve wealth, to improve knowledge, whatever it is. I like that. I love that. So you um, talk a lot about how to grow your reach and how to harness social media. And you recently launched a book, a brand new book. uh, And I'm so excited about this because I remember talking about this like way long ago when this was in like the idea stage, right? There were no words written down. I mean, you and I both, we hung out and I I remember even telling you, like, I've been thinking about writing a book and maybe I'll write it. And I never thought that Lifestyle Investor would become what it has become. Like I'm very, sometimes I got to pinch myself because I'm very like, surprised, flattered, blown away with the success of the book. And it was really because I like made the decision to put myself out there. And it's tough because it's easy to kind of like hide in the shadows. And, you know, you put yourself out there, you're going to get some rejection, you're going to get some critics, you're going to get some people that want to tell you why they're better than you. And so like, you just have to know that uh, in in doing this and and being vulnerable and in opening up and putting yourself out there, you're you're going to have people that are very appreciative and are going to sing your praises. You're going to have people that are going to be very tough critics of you. And so I, I love that you've been able to do this, and your book is cleverly titled "Reach." So talk to me about the book and the process and and what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, thanks for that. You know, it's it's been a long process, long thing in the works. I think three years, you know, we've been working on it, just trying to get it right. So, you know, Reach is, yeah, launching like next week. So end of March, right? So we're going to be out soon. And, you know, it's really how to connect with anyone, right? Learning how to become a super connector, building your network, so that which also, you know, multiplies your net worth helping grow your reach and audience and your influence and building a a lifestyle business, really. And I kind of break down like all of the strategies and hacks that I've used to grow millions of followers to help people that had zero followers. And now they have over 50 million followers on all their platforms. You know, so we share stories like that, as well as just some travel hacks 
to become uh, like a destination influencer and, and do more of what you love, whatever that is. Um, and, you know, me, you and me both, Justin, it's travel. For other people, it could be something different. But I talk about all those different things in, in the book and, and some tactical strategies on how to grow your social media, how to grow your, your network, grow your reach. And yeah, just live the life that you want to live and, and do the things that you want to do when you want with whoever you want. I think to me, that's what life is all about. You know, it's exploring the world and doing epic things with the people that you love and you care about the most. I, I couldn't agree more, Zach, on this. And what a powerful message. And, and this is, you know, my goal is that I can help share this same idea, the same message, the same stance on life with, you know, my network, my audience, my community, just whoever will listen because it is such a powerful way to live life. It's when you can live on purpose and you can live with intentionality, meaning you're not going through life on autopilot. You're not just responding to what's happening. Like you're taking the time to be intentional and thoughtful and say proactively, what would a great life look like in a year from now? What would it look like in five years from now? What would it look like? What are some steps that I can do today to get there and to even have an idea of like, to me, what's an ideal life? Like to you, what's an ideal life? Putting that time in is priceless to just dream and to just like explore what could be. I mean, that to me is one of the best exercises I've ever done. And then I've also got to say, like, one of the most therapeutic things I've ever done is actually write the book, <laughs> you know, like you and I are speaking on a similar topic. I feel compelled to share this idea, this way of living with other people. And it was very therapeutic to actually put it on paper and to write it out and to think through it. And I felt like before I could put this finished product out, I had to really go through all the things that I had done before to get to where I was, but just to make sure I'm still living that same, I guess, ideology today as I was to get me to where I, I am to write it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I I 100% agree, you know, and I'm excited. I'm really excited, you know, and to see all that you've done and achieved with your book and your network and building up your masterminds and just influencing and changing so many lives. It's been it's been inspiring to watch and see. So, man, mad respect for you and everything that you're doing. Well, thank you. I I appreciate it. I I, I can tell you straight up I had no clue uh, if people were actually going to buy my book. I knew my family would. I knew I had some friends that would. And then beyond that, I was like, I don't know. I hope some other people do. So to, you know, hit the number one Wall Street Journal bestseller, like that was like, I, I could have never dreamed of that USA Today bestseller, Amazon bestseller, all that. And I hope and wish that for you because it just is a very fulfilling feeling and experience to know that other people value the information, the content that you hold dear, that they also hold it dear, right? And I'm very proud to say today, the Lifestyle Investor is the top 1% of all books sold, period. I could have never in a million years guessed it, but I'm even more proud to say that all the profits of that book go to charity specifically. 100% of the, the proceeds have gone to fight human trafficking in over 30 different countries around the world. And so because 
there was like this uh, people resonated with this this message that that it really was a good fit for them we've now been able to donate hundreds of thousands of dollars on behalf of people that don't even have their human freedom that they should be granted just as as a natural byproduct of of being human I love that. I love that, man, how how, like, how you're giving back and raise so much money and helping so many people. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's really what it's about, right? Like the book is is a tool to just help us reach more people, do more good and, and, and spread our message. And hopefully something, you know, sticks and something that we say and write, like helps someone. But I love how you're giving back too. And, and that's, you know, what I want to do with mine as well, right? So we're going to be supporting refugees so we're going to be donating 100 percent proceeds to world relief a resettlement agency that helps refugees um, relocate and transition to america i personally volunteered with the organization for one year in 2009 lived on two dollars a day for food lived among refugees just like they did and it really changed my life and taught me a lot of um, key things in life. And so I want to do that with my new book, Reach. So yeah, I love what you're doing. So that is powerful. Well, I, I, I love that you um, also see a bigger picture of like the meaning and the impact uh, that you have. So your book, the content can change people's lives. But the reach, no pun intended, the reach of your book, Reach, right? The reach is tremendous, because it's not just about the lives that you can impact from the content but you actually can create change from the capital that comes from it. And this is like real change. This is, these are real people's lives. And to anyone who's listening to this podcast and to anyone who's watching this on you know, your computer, none of us will ever truly understand or very few of us will truly ever understand what it's like for some of the people around the globe that have some of the harshest circumstances, I mean, just unimaginable things. So I honor you in that. And I'm, I'm so excited for what you're building. Where can uh, my audience learn more about you? Like, where can we find you online? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd love to stay connected with all of you. And, I, you know, if you're interested in, in learning more about my book, you can just simply go to buyzaxbook.com. Uh, assistogram.com is my social media growth monetization agency. And yeah, you can find me, Zach Benson, anywhere. Just simply type my name. I'm at Luxury Hotels on Instagram, Zach Benson on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to connect and, and help support you anyway. Justin's a great friend. He's he's awesome, doing amazing things. So any friend of Justin's is a friend of mine and would love to connect. Well, thank you. And this has been such a, a fun episode. I, I'm so glad that we were able to make this work. Yes. By the way, one thing. Yeah. And also for your people, right? Because you're Justin Donald, man, and um, got a lot of love for you. Like, if you really want to, you know, learn more about social media growth hacking, I, I just want to give this gift away. It's usually only for new clients and people that we onboard. But I'm happy to give you this very uh, detailed, like, really awesome PDF uh, growth hacking guide of 2023 uh, tips and strategies to grow your social media for free. So. Oh, love it. Oh, you're the best. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Always love our time. I can't wait till we 
hang again in person. I mean, we did get a chance to to meet up at uh, F1 in Monaco last year. We didn't even talk about that. I mean, it, it, epic, epic experiences. Uh, we both got a chance to literally like be in the presence of of the king, LeBron James, right? Uh, which is pretty cool. We hung out at the, the Paris Hotel, which was just incredible. Man, that the casino there that they sh- they filmed um, Casino Royale at uh, is just such a killer place. Uh, and, and that race, unbelievable. I mean, it really does bring in the who's who. Uh, that was an epic trip, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to start going to all of them. Like, I mean, every year, like they have them. And uh, I think um, in a couple of weeks, they have one in, in um, uh, Melbourne, Australia, the uh, Abu Dhabi, all over the world. So I can't wait to go back to Monaco. That was an epic trip for sure. Like you said, LeBron James, Leonardo DiCaprio, Serena Williams, Venus Williams were like my neighbors on the yacht next to me. And you just do really meet the uh, really top quality uh, people, famous people. You see, oh, it's, yeah, it's it's so fun just to kind of be in the same space as them. I don't ever want to be a fanboy, so I just I just always act like people are normal. Like it's hey, just say hi. Don't try and do the autograph thing or the picture thing. But every now and again, I get pictures with some fun people. But as a general rule, I just want to let them be and just say hey and just say hey, thanks for what you do. You know, well, hey, our time uh, is always treasured and and I, I just appreciate uh, connecting and learning the wisdom that you have to offer. And, and I love ending every episode that I do with asking the listeners and, and those watching one simple question, and that's this. What is one step that you can take today to move towards financial freedom? However you see that, whatever way you need to, whatever step it is to get you closer to really living a life that you truly desire, a life that's on your terms. It's not by default, but it's by design. What's that step? Take it today. And I can't wait to catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who would benefit from this episode, would you mind sharing it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all resources mentioned, visit www.lifestyleinvestor.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor. This podcast is being made available exclusively to financially sophisticated, high net worth individuals capable of evaluating the merits and risks of investments. The material presented in this podcast is not intended to be investment advice or to recommend the purchase or sale of any security, nor is it intended to be legal, accounting, or tax advice. You should consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor in connection with any material discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative nor a guarantee of future results. Certain materials discussed on this podcast may have been prepared by third parties, which have been obtained from sources that we believe to be accurate and current. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy, completeness, or currency of such materials.